According to the company's Marketing Vox and Rand Youth poll, of more than 8,000 teens surveyed, 38% reported that they're actively saving money, and 22% said that they are saving more than they did the previous year. 57% of teens said they are saving money for new clothes, while 36% are saving cash to buy a car. Today, Dave is going to dig a little deeper on this subject of kids and money so that if you have kids or have a connection to kids and want to get them off on the right foot, financially speaking, come along for a listen. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today's episode is all about teaching your kids about money and doing it early. I know I was very thankful to have Dave as as my father, and he taught me about financial literacy at an early age and really made it fun for me, made it exciting for me. And Dave's going to share some tips on that on this episode. Well, thanks, Nate. And thanks for everyone for listening to my podcast. It's a labor of love, and hopefully you're getting something out of it, and then it'll help you in your way in your financial journey of life. So for those of you that are new to my podcast, Let me tell you a bit about my financial journey during my time as a teenager. I grew up in a lower middle-class family, and what that looked like for me was that I was never without food or shelter and the basic needs to have a normal childhood. You could say I didn't lack the basics at all. However, as a family, we never had too many extras either. Now, I know everyone's story is different. Some of my listeners are going to say they have had less than that and others more, of course. But my point here is my upbringing, financially speaking, was pretty basic. As I look back, I was not educated in personal finance by dad or mom. My parents didn't have a lot, and I could say that they probably didn't have much of a personal finance education and therefore didn't share any skills in that area with me. However, For whatever reason, I always had an interest in saving my money and being very careful with what I had. As I got older, I just naturally wanted to understand how money works and read a fair amount on the subject. Even today, I probably read a story or two on that subject every day. Today's story is interesting to me because I know that not everyone is a natural saver and has an interest in learning about money. However, we do know statistically If we can get the youth to get some training, even a little, from a formal school curriculum or dad and mom, they will be light years ahead of their peers. And I'd be interesting too, Dave, where did you, if you didn't have a dad or mom that that taught you some of these financial things, where did you get that early education? Was it books and and magazines or was there a teacher or, or what really inspired you early on? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure if I actually have a definitive answer for you, but I know one thing was something that I talked about at a very early podcast. It might have been the very first one. It was the local bank came to us when we were little grade schoolers, like say third or fourth grade, and gave us that little envelope to put in. And and we could put in like a dime or a quarter or half a dollar or a dollar a week, and they would take it to the bank and put it in our account. I know that's one thing that started me in the savings habit. I also had a grandfather that actually I never knew, 
that was pretty successful in in a couple of things. He was a real estate a realtor. Commercial, he sold commercial real estate in Boston, and he had his own uh, basically farm across the street from where I grew up. And he grew flowers, cut flowers that he would take in and sell in the Boston marketplace where Quincy Marketplace is now. So I might have gotten it from him like genetically, and I might have learned a little bit from my uh, local bank where I grew up when they get those gave us those envelopes when we were little kids. But I truly don't know why I have had always a strong interest in it. Those might be one or two of the reasons. Yeah, maybe just uh, God gave you that that gift or that uh, desire. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it too. You know, we are all have different gifts in life. Some are naturally good at being a musician or an actor or an actress. Some just naturally are good with certain things that others are not. That's how we're made. And so we'll leave it at that. All right. So today we're going to talk about teenagers and how you can influence them. But let me give you a bunch of information about them to give you a perspective. I'm going to share with you some teenage statistics that may surprise you. And hopefully by the end, you'll want to help those kids become more educated in personal finance. Now I'm talking about your own kids or some people have kids in their life. Maybe they work in an area where they we see kids a lot, they're teachers or whatever, and you can have a big impact on how they are educated in personal finances. Well, first of all, you probably know almost everyone that are teens love clothes. That's a really a big deal with most kids. And what surprised me was that they spend over $1,000 annually on clothes. Now, these, wow. are, these are teenagers in the USA, but this was a big study. You know, 8,000 people is a lot. And so it's probably pretty realistic that this is a true statement. You know, it's almost $100 a month they're spending on clothes. That's about 20% of their budget or $5,000 a year if you want to extrapolate that out. And to me, that's huge. $1,000 a year they spend on clothes. Second, the largest expense for kids is eating out. And I can get that. That is almost 20% as well, or, or roughly $1,000. Another big expense for most teens is going to proms. And this one was surprised me. This rite of passage is going strong even today. And on average, each person spends just under $1,000 on it. Now, I know when I went to the prom in the junior and senior year of high school, I spent nowhere near that. I, you know, I paid for a tux and food and the cost of the prom and all that. Maybe I paid 200 bucks, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what can cost $1,000. I understand maybe dresses are more expensive than renting a right. tuxedo or a suit, but that's uh, it's hard to, to fathom even if you're paying a lot of money for makeup and hair. I mean, I, I can't fathom $1,000. Yeah, well, I was trying to think that through also. And I think part of it is, you know, the cost of living has gone up. You know, that $40 tux that I wore probably is at least $100 and maybe $200. I don't know what the numbers are now. But like you said, the woman usually has more expensive dress and, and the hair and all that stuff. Now, around 75% of teens do not have a budget. And this is where I get into this, which is why I'm having this podcast today. 75% of teens do not have a budget. So I'll share this number later. But the kids between 15 and 17 earn about $5,000 on average. And again, there's always going to be way more and way less. But on average, $5,000 a year, that's quite a bit for a young person. And three quarters don't even know where their money goes. When asked, do they know where their money goes? They have no idea. Most teens get their first real jobs when they're 16 or 17. And like the rest of us, some are savers and some are spenders. Most start at entry-level jobs 
However, they can actually net some serious money as their expenses are low compared to us adults. They usually don't have to pay for basic food and housing expenses that we do. And, you know, if you have children or you're a young person, you realize that, you know, what kind of expenses do you have? You know, maybe you might pay for your your phone and your clothes and your, you know, eating out, but you don't have to pay a lot of other things that mom and dad do pay. That $5,000 can really do a lot for a kid. So on average, teens aged 15 to 17 earn around $5,000, as I mentioned, and the younger kids, say 12 to 14, earn around $3,000. Now, for the bad news, at least from my perspective, many are saving very little for their future and saving, some are saving nothing at all. And I know that's true. I, I've seen that where, you know, the kids that do work, they spend it all. You know, every week they get a paycheck. It's gone by next week. So that's why this podcast is on teens and savings and where you as an adult can help them with that. Adding to this problem is that many kids actually spend more than they earn. And guess what? Who's covering them? Do you know, Nate? I imagine the parents. That's right. So these kids, you know, let's just say they're making, uh, I don't know, gosh. 500 bucks a week, but they want to have the latest Nikes or Apple phone or whatever it is. And so they hit dad and mom up and dad and mom cover their expenses. So you are right, Nate. And that to me is not good financial management. That's where mom and dad can make a difference and put a stop to that. I personally don't think that mom and dad should be a part of that if they're at an age where they can earn their own money. Now, if they're younger, they're little guys, and they want something, well, that's different. There's certain ways to teach kids about money as a younger person. But as a teenager, that's a really good time for the kids to learn how to budget and how to spend their money wisely. And having mom and dad cover for them, to me, is not a good financial solution. Financially speaking, many of these kids are not being taught anything about personal finance. And guess what? When they get older, they tend to continue to make the same poor financial mistakes they did as kids. I mean, that's just normal. They were never taught the right way to do it. Yeah, it just carries over to their adult life. That's right. Well, there was a poll done by ING Direct, and they found that 87% of teens know little to nothing about how to manage money. The majority that do learn something learn it from their parents, but around 12% said they have not had any parental guidance handling their finances. So there are people giving some advice and some not getting any advice at all, but I'm telling you they're not getting enough. That's enough statistics on teen spending habits. Now I want to speak to you adults and encourage you to work with the kids you have or come in contact with in other places. It could be nieces and nephews you connect with, or maybe you're a teacher, or you have a ton of kids to help or volunteer somewhere like the Boys or Girls Club. You probably have many connections and opportunities to teach the young person. However you connect with them, just as you are a student now, even as an adult, learning about your personal finance from this podcast and other avenues, please take the time to educate someone on what you have learned. Teach them on the basics like having a budget, having savings for the future, and the merits of delaying gratification. You know, today, kids are very computer savvy, so share websites that they would find interesting in regards to money. Show them the Mint website, which is a great site to learn about managing your money. And Nate, I think you actually use that. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Another good one is Personal Capital. It's a similar site, and what they do 
They give you clarity on money. They, they show you charts and graphs, nice, clear visuals on how you're doing. It allows you to plan, like if you wanted to save to buy your next phone, it sets up a program where you can put aside X amount every month or every week, whatever it is, to save for that future item that you want to get. And it's just a really good way to teach kids about money. Other areas that you can do that are like Fidelity or Vanguard. That's the ones that I use. And these are huge companies and they have incredible resources on their website. A lot of them's all free too, where you can learn about money and how to plan for your future, whether it's your retirement or just uh, to buy the next car or your next house or whatever it is. There's a lot of stuff online and these are just a few places you can go to get help. And the Mint site is probably for me the best one for kids. I know there's others and the personal capital is as well. Another thing you can do to teach your kids about money is to give them a book about a successful person like Henry Ford, you know, Ford Motor Company, or Bill Gates, who started Microsoft, or even Beyonce, or Steve Jobs, who, well, he started Apple and and he left the company and came back and, and transformed it into the largest company it is today. Well, those books, what they do to some kids is stimulate their interest in entrepreneurship. The list of successful people like that are endless, and you never know how much a book like that can engage them in this area. It just might be the thing they needed to get them excited to go on to do great things. And although that may not be the type of book that will teach them the basics about financial education, what it might do is get them excited about money, learning about money, and being a good steward of their money. But beyond all that, take the time to teach your kids the basics of personal finance so they will win with money. Yeah, and I just want to hit on kind of that point I mentioned at the beginning. One thing I think Dave did really well for me growing up is he made it fun. He made it interesting. And and kids can understand if you're interested in something, if you're excited in something, they will too. So if you show it to them and make it fun for them and show them, hey, if you put $100 a month or $50 a month for 10 years, this is how much it could be worth. And if you show them, you know, I think you make it into a game and you you show them the potential of what happens when they save or when they do a budget, well, then you'll be able to buy this computer or whatever. You know, they're learning really great lifelong skills, but it doesn't have to be something that you think of as a pain or something you don't want to do. This could end up being something more exciting, even more exciting than buying that latest piece of clothes. Yeah, that's a good point, Nate. And I will tell you, like I mentioned, those uh, websites, there are tons more. If you just look up calculators, financial calculators, you can type in literally a hundred different ideas on, you know, like the uh, future value of money. Or if I put a hundred dollars a month in my account and I got 7%, how much would it be worth in five years, 10 years, 30 years? There's just a ton of those. And I've done that and shown some kids like Nate and others, adults even, show them, you know, if they started saving faithfully now and did it week in, week out, month in, month out, here's what you'll have at the end of that period. It's just a nice visual to see how you can win with money if you become a faithful saver and just stick with it. Exactly. All right, let me finish this relatively short podcast with uh, three points I want to emphasize. And the first one is kids love clothes and eating out. So the next time you're with the kids, take the time to discuss that money doesn't grow on trees, as they say, and encourage them to think differently about how they spend it. Teach them the value of money by explaining, as an example, how many hours it would take to pay for that new pair of jeans 
Second, 87% of kids know almost nothing about managing their money. Encouraging them to go to the website Mint or similar ones and exploring those topics and how money works can actually change their financial future forever. The third point I want to mention is to find a book that you think they would be interested in, like a musician that they like or a sports figure who is known to be good with their money. For example, a sports figure that I know is Rob Gronkowski. He has recently retired, but he played with the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football teams. And I've read that, uh, you know, he was a star. He's probably going to go into the Hall of Fame. But throughout his career, he never spent any of his earnings that he earned as a football player. And how did he do that? Well, he had side hustles, as you could say. He earned money as a spokesperson for different products you would see on TV. And so he lived off that and all the money he earned, I think it was like 80 to $100 million, he didn't spend. He put it in the bank and invested it. Well, think about that, how he's going to change his financial trajectory for the rest of his life by doing that. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, sometimes just the littlest thing like a book on a person like that could stimulate a young person's mind to think differently and win with money. And the last thing I want to talk about is to take action. Here's what you can do. Please take the time to connect with your kids and teach them about money that is age appropriate. I can almost guarantee you that they will enjoy the subject and it will help shape their financial destiny for a lifetime. The longer you wait to teach your children to be good stewards of their financial resources, the harder it is to instill good habits. Such an important topic, such an important podcast, and uh, certainly one that anyone with kids, maybe you teach them morals, maybe you teach them to be good humans, Right. but let's not forget to teach them to be smart with their money because so many problems arise when people don't know how to manage their money. We can't stress it enough, teach your kids good money habits. I do want to add to that. You're listening to this podcast because probably, well, maybe you like money and, and, and finances, so it's fun to listen to. But there's some of you that listen to it because finance is tough for you. You don't understand it. And I know the emails that I get, that's most of you. You know, once in a while I hear from somebody that says, yeah, I'm like you, Dave. I love talking about it and so on and so forth. And that's cool. I like hearing from them. But the the people that I hope are listening, the majority of are people that are learning. And so you're saying, well, gee, Dave, I don't even understand money myself. How can I teach my kids? Well, yes and no. You may not have the knowledge you want, but I guarantee you, you know more than your kids already and you can help them along the way. And as I mentioned, there's books, there's websites, there's places you can send them so that they can win with money. That's it for today's episode. On the next podcast, Dave is going to go back to the basics and talk about stocks and more specifically, how much you should have in any individual stock. Are you already invested in the market? Do you have a huge position in your company stock? Tune in next time and hear what Dave has to say about individual stock purchases. So lastly, we want to ask a favor, actually. We'd like to ask you to share this podcast with a friend or a family member. Maybe you know someone who is working on their personal finances. Share this podcast, share this episode with them. And if you can, leave us a rating review. That will help us out tremendously. So Dave has a scripture for today. Yep. All right. Today is Proverbs 22.6. Many of you heard this before, but it's appropriate to what we talked about today. Proverbs 22.6. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it.